Radio. The Holy Spirit is real. A talk by Anne Brereton at the Immaculata Mission School 2016, held at the Lee Scout Centre in Hobart, Tasmania. I'm Anne Brereton. I live in Signet. Um, I've got four sons, four granddaughters, married to David, who was here before, and I head up Catholic Charismatic Renewal, so I'm a. <laughs> But when I did start, I was like, oh, everybody's looking at me, oh no. <laughs> anyway, obviously I'm not now. Um, so I head up Catholic Charismatic Renewal in Australia and I also represent Oceania on the International Council for Charismatic Renewal. So I, I'm truly blessed because I see the world, you know, and I see Catholics and people like us who have been inspired by the Holy Spirit and are moving in the Holy Spirit and are alive in their faith. Just like all of us are, just like all of you are. So it, it's a really a blessing for me. So I was in the shower and I said to the Lord, okay, um, so it was older people, even older than me, that I was talking to. And I said to the Lord, well, I want to do something practical to show what Pentecost is all about. Because you see, Pentecost is about surprise because the Holy Spirit is always new. He's new in his expression and he pulls us out of that or he invites us out of the place that we're in to something new, something exciting and sometimes something scary. So anyway, so I heard him say, well, you know how we always, or older people anyway, usually sit in the same spot. You know, they come into mass, this is my seat. And I've actually heard, I didn't see it, but um, people have come up and said, excuse me, you're in my seat. <laughs> Move? You know, and I was like, anyway, so we, we like our own seat. It's like this has just got the spot. This is where we are. So he said, invite people to move out of their seat and to sit somewhere else. So if you've always sat on this side, come and sit on this side. I said, oh, good. Yeah, that sounds really good. You know, get you out of your comfort zone. But he said, but what about you? I said, well, what about me? I'm up the front giving the talk. I can't move. And he said, no, but maybe. He said, I want you to give this talk without notes. <coughs> I said, excuse me, did I hear that correctly? And he said, I want you to give because I too had to step out. So that was okay. So I said, all right, yeah, I can do that. So anyway, I got up the front and I started. So I went through this whole spiel about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit be surprising. And I said to them, so I invite you now to get up out of your seats and to move to another seat. Do you know what happened? Nobody moved. And I'm thinking, am I speaking a foreign language? I honestly thought, what, what's going on here? And the girl that took me, she actually moved and she had to wriggle down in between these other two people because they refused to move. And the Lord showed me in the physical what is happening in the spiritual. It's very easy for us to get stuck. It's very easy for us to be comfortable and we want to stay here. We're happy here, you know, we're not challenged. It's nice just to be here and be holy. <laughs> Because a lot of us think we are. We're on the path to holiness. All of us are on the path to holiness. But the Lord challenges us. He invites us to move. 
to move into that scary place, to step out of the boat, to walk on the water. And often we'll say no, and that's fine. But he just keeps asking. He keeps inviting. Move forward. Move. Move closer to me and deeper into me. Okay, I wasn't going to say any of that, so let me see now. So, at the end of this talk, it's my hope that we'll know that the Holy Spirit is real. He speaks to us and his power is working in us and through us, even when we're not aware of it. So to begin with, let's look at who is the Holy Spirit. I, um, for this international council that I'm on, I needed to do a, they asked me to do a, an article on who is the Holy Spirit. So I'm thinking, okay, let's go to Mr. Google, Mr. Google knows. I wonder what Mr. Google's answer would be. So I'll put in, who is the Holy Spirit? 20 million hits came up. So that was just books, 20 million books on who, with the title, who is the Holy Spirit? So you see, the Holy Spirit is mystery. He can't be explained. If we want the theological answer, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God. That's who the Holy Spirit is. And we can know that in our heads. But what do we know in our hearts? Because this journey, you would have heard, I'm sure, the journey from the head to the heart is one of the longest journeys that we'll ever take. And it can be very scary. But that's the journey that the Lord wants us to take. And that's the journey that the Holy Spirit will take us on. And the theological answer would mean absolutely nothing to a non-Christian. If they came up and said to you, oh, can you tell me who the Holy Spirit is? Well... Theologically, it's, he's part of the Trinity. Yeah, so what, who's the Trinity? Um, my um, daughter-in-law isn't, isn't a Catholic. She isn't baptised at all. Anyway, my eldest her eldest daughter has just started going to, to school, to a Catholic school. And she came home at Christmas time and she said, Mum, oh, not at Christmas time, at Easter time, she said, Mum, and she said, yes. She said, now... I know um, Jesus died on the cross, but how did he get off again? And she said, oh, you'll have to ask Nana that one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to answer it. You know, so we have to use language with our friends, with our acquaintances that they can relate to. And the greatest language we can use is the language of action. Remember, you know that the saying that it says you don't, faith isn't taught, it's caught. It's through the, our witness of how do I live my life in the Holy Spirit. Now, I, we're not going to go through the gifts, but have you, have you got pencils and paper? Yes. So I'll, I'm going to give you the, oh, see, I've, got, I've got my phone here, so keep me, tell me how long I've got. Um. And maybe through the break time, you can actually go through these, through the scriptures. But the power gifts of the Holy Spirit you'll find in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 to 10. That's a little bit about what Mother spoke about, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, 
discernment, faith, healing and miracles. And um, through this talk, we'll actually see how, how Jesus operated in those gifts. In Romans 12, verses 3 to 8, is the ministry gifts. There's seven ministry gifts. The five office gifts are in Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. The confirmation gifts are in Isaiah 11, 1 to 12. And the fruits of the Spirit are in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. See, we can tell people that we're a footballer or a netballer, but unless they see us actually play football or play netball, they won't know that what we say is true. We can tell people that we're Christians, but unless they see, unless they see us live the life of a Christian, they're not going to know that. I'll just go to, if you've got your Bible, go to Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians. Now we talk about the gifts, and the gifts are, are really, they, as I say, they manifest the glory of the Holy Spirit. But this is what St. Paul says. He gives us a warning. He says, Set your mind on the higher gifts, and now I'm going to put before you the best way of all. Though I command languages, both human and angelic, if I speak without love, I am no more than a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. And though I have the power of prophecy to penetrate all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all the faith necessary to move mountains, if I am without love, I am nothing. Though I should give away everything to the poor and give up my body to be burned, if I am without love, it will do me no good whatever. But this is the what's coming up next is what we manifest and how we show Christianity and how we show the spirit in our lives. Love is always patient and kind. Love is never jealous. Love is not boastful or conceited. It is never rude and never seeks its own advantage. It does not take offence or store up grievances. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but finds its joy in the truth. It is always ready to make allowances, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love never comes to an end. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't tick all of those off and say, yep, 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 I do all of that. Because we're all on a journey. But our desire is to, to manifest those um, those gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is real and he's alive. He's our friend, our guide and our protection. The Holy Spirit is mystery and therefore impossible to fully understand or explain. Somebody said to me once that if you tried to explain a mystery it simply becomes a problem. Because mystery is mystery. We are invited into a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and he will reveal to us who he is. And how do we do that? It's really difficult. It's a really difficult thing to invite the Holy Spirit into this, to be invited into this relationship with the Holy Spirit. We ask him. 
It's not difficult at all. Just say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you more. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. That's all we have to do. We don't have to get down on our knees and, and, um, and walk a thousand miles. We don't have to. All we do is say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you more. That's it. And then be prepared for the God of surprises. Then be prepared and obedient to what he asks of you. And that, that's a journey as well. I don't know. I mean, I know sometimes it's usually with my husband. You know, it's like he's not doing something that I want him to do, and um, and I'm. It's very clear. The reaction is I can react this way, the way that I want to react, with anger and pride and arrogance and everything else, or I can react as the Holy Spirit would have me react in love and just let it go. <laughs> Easy. What do I do? I take this option. And it just exacerbates. And, and it's clear, it is so clear to me, the option that I have. But in my, in my humanity, I go this way. Because I want what I want. You know? And as I say, it's simply a process. Because sometimes I choose the path of love. But often I don't. And that's part of the journey. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's like, okay, Lord, give me another opportunity. I'm sorry. And that's another thing too. We Sometimes we think, well, how do I say I'm sorry to God? What do I have to do to say I'm sorry? You know, because he's up there and he, he wants vengeance. He wants his, um, what do they say, pound of flesh. And what do we do? Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm, I think apparently you had the um, reconciliation last night. You know, the hardest part, isn't it, isn't it, sometimes is to choose to go. And it's simply a choice. I go and I say, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. And he forgives. And it's wiped away. And we're made clean. And we can start again till the next time. But that's all right because he's always there. So always saying, come, come to me. If you don't remember anything about today, all I ask is that you remember that the Holy Spirit is with you and wants to know you. Get into the habit of saying, Holy Spirit, thank you for being with me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to know you more. Just remember that one thing because that will change your life. Okay, we'll do a little bit of an exercise to keep you awake. So this is putting your imagination into autopilot or whatever. Anyway, putting your imagination into use. Okay, so I'm going to say a word and you just imagine it in your head. Car. Did you see a car? How many people saw a Ferrari? Oh, yeah. How many people saw a soft top? I've got a thing about soft tops, <laughs> you know, the, the convertibles. Okay. <laughs> Your most favourite meal, what do you see? Chicken palmy? Yeah, not bad. Lasagna, right, there you go. Okay, so you see your most favourite meal. Okay, so here's another one. 
Holy Spirit. What do you see? What did you? What did you? What was the first picture that you saw? A dove. Flames. Yep. Yep. Pardon. A cup that overflows. Fantastic. Now the reason that I did that exercise is that it's it's all right. He is a he is a flame. He he's a flame that that came at Pentecost, trans and transformed the apostles. He's the dove. I think it was in Isaiah. Isaiah said that when you see the Spirit rest upon the person, you'll know that, that that is the Messiah. And the dove came upon Jesus in the Jordan River when he was baptized. So that was an indication that he was the Messiah, that he is the Messiah. But what we have to be careful of is that we don't simply see the Holy Spirit in the, that way, that we don't just see him as a dove, that we don't just see him as a flame of fire, because he is so much more than that he is so much that we can't contain him at all he's more than we can possibly imagine and this is what he wants to reveal to us and this is what he will reveal to us in our own way so you will know the Holy Spirit in a personal way different to somebody else because your journey will be different to somebody else's all these symbols and names reveal a part of him can you remember the creation story? We'll just go into the dove because the dove is, I think, is probably one of the more dominant pictures that we have of the Holy Spirit. So at creation, the scriptures tell us that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. And what happened? Creation came into being. He hovered over the waters of our baptism. And what happened? We became a new creation. So whenever we pray, whenever we ask, come Holy Spirit, we become new. From that moment, we are a new creation. He is creating us anew and we are evolving. Life begins. In Psalm 104, verse 30, we hear, when you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. So at our baptism, a new life began. Every time we pray, come Holy Spirit, our life begins anew. Now the same spirit who hovered over the waters of creation descended upon Jesus right at his baptism and in our baptism. Now the spirit didn't come it's the same spirit. So that when we pray, come Holy Spirit, it's the same spirit. You see, too often I think we get into this thinking of, well, I just get a little bit of the spirit because I'm not Jesus. I'm not holy enough. So I just get a little bit of the spirit. But he comes in his fullness. He doesn't come and just give you a little bit. At baptism, at confirmation, when you said yes to him again, he came in his fullness. So the same spirit who came, who created, the same spirit who came upon Jesus in the Jordan, it's the same spirit in his fullness who is in you now. Turn to the person next to you and say, did you know that the Holy Spirit in his fullness is in you? You see, and, and yeah, we can laugh and we say, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I can say that. But do I? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. 
but he, he will, if, if we're more open we are to him, the more we will believe it. Isn't it, don't you find it mind-blowing that the same spirit that created everything that we can see is in us, is there. The fullness of the Holy Spirit is in us. And sometimes, I, well, often I pray, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Because our lives and the world will be transformed when we truly believe that. Pope Francis. I met the Pope this year, or last year now, which was, um, which was wonderful. And, and I, was, I was at a retreat for a thousand priests. Obviously, I wasn't there because I was a priest. <laughs> but I was there um, serving and helping out. And um, Mother was talking about the prayer meetings and the, the Life in the Spirit seminar, even though you didn't actually call it that, but this opportunity to be open to the Holy Spirit, which you are going to have tonight. And the Pope said to everybody there, he said, I want you to go back to your parishes and I want you to hold a Life in the Spirit seminar because he said everybody needs to come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone needs that personal relationship and it's the Holy Spirit who will bring you into that personal relationship with Jesus. So that's what the Pope said. Now, he also had um, something to say to you young people. It wasn't at this time, but it was a few months before. He said to young people, it would be sad if a young person kept his youth in a strong box. Such youth becomes old in the worst sense of the word. It turns into a wreck, is good for nothing. He says, youth is to be risked, to risk it well, to risk it with hope. It is to wager on great things. Youth is to be given so that others will know the Lord. Do not save your youth for yourselves, go forward. So this is what the Pope is saying to you young people. Risk. Risk moving in the Holy Spirit. Risk it. Because the world would be transformed through you. And you see, I, I always, um, I had this thing of, okay, so I'd see somebody that um, maybe you're having a hard time. I actually said to my girlfriend when she was going through a hard time and I had a sense of the Holy Spirit saying, pray with her. She really won't want me to pray with her. And he said, like you, pray with her. I said, no, I don't think so. And he said, pray with her. So I said, oh, all right, all right. So I said to her, would you like me to pray with you? She said, no, thanks. I can do that myself. I said, fine. <laughs> so you see, there'll be many opportunities when you have a sense of the Holy Spirit asking you to step out and people are going to reject you. That doesn't mean that you heard wrong. That simply means that they said no thanks. That's all. You know, I encourage you to, to move out when you have a prompting of the Holy Spirit. And how do you know if it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit? If it brings love, it's more than likely it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Remember the kindness, the love, the joy. So I encourage you. And I know that with, with a lot of you, you probably have friends who feel despair, who are without hope. You might even be there yourself. But the Holy Spirit says, come to me. I have everything you need. 
the love of the Father. I can bring you that love. And I also know how difficult that is too because when I first um, came into the charismatic renewal, um, I heard this wonderful talk. And I mean, a lot of people would talk about the love of the Father, you know, how much he loves us. And we'd be sitting there going, yes, yes. Did I believe it? No, no, no way. Because I wasn't quite good enough. You know, it's okay, but I just didn't meet the grade. You know, the person next to me did, but not me. And there are so many people who think like that. And I remember this man giving this talk one, one day and I felt like getting up and screaming, but how do you know that? How do you know that he loves me? Because I don't feel it. And you know why I didn't feel it? Because I wasn't open to it. Through, through my life, too many people had said to me, you're not good enough. You're just worth a piece of you know what. That's the words that I heard. That's what I believed. And what I, this, the sense that I had was I can't come before God and ask him what he thinks of me in case he tells me that very thing. Because that's all I'd heard. That's, that's from people who were supposed to have loved me. But it was only when I had the courage and the Holy Spirit gave me the courage to sit and to be and to listen and to hear that I knew, that I knew, that I knew that God loved me. So really, you know, as I say, there's probably people in your lives like that. You may even be there yourself where I oh, loves the person next to me, but he doesn't love me because of what I've done. doesn't matter what you've done. God is love. He can do nothing but love. And it's the Holy Spirit who will take you to that place. So I encourage you to, um, to be open to the Holy Spirit. Anyway, back to, the, back to the Holy Father. So don't keep, don't keep your usefulness in a strong box. You've got so much to give to the world, to show the world. Show them who God is through your actions, through the working of the Holy Spirit. Because when we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, we do open him ourselves to his gifts. Because as I said, he comes in his fullness. And I think the Archbishop might be talking a little bit about gifts tonight and how you are the witnesses. You are the witnesses to the love of God in the world. We'll just very quickly go through um, the life of Jesus and how the Spirit operates and wants to operate in us. Because as I said, the Holy Spirit comes in his fullness. The Spirit of Jesus is in you now. And Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, each one of you, he who believes in me, who believes in him here? Okay, so all of you. He who believes in me will also do the works that I do. But not only that, he will do greater works than I do. So what did Jesus do? He healed, he, yeah, that's right. And he healed the sick. The blind could see, the deaf could hear, the dumb could speak. He did that. He said that you are going to do even greater than that. You are. But it's not you doing it. It's the Holy Spirit doing it in you. And as I said, all you need to do is just be open to the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, you do it. 
We are empty vessels. Allow him to use you. Okay. Um, just, just quickly, um, we are called to do... Some people are called, do extraordinary things. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, for most of us, for most of us, the Holy Spirit asks us to do the ordinary things in love. And only he can help you do that. And I'm going to finish on one story. I found it really difficult to love a particular person in my life. Um, just one of those kids, you know, that, that sometimes people walk in the room, they just get up your nose straight away. It's like, you know. And I said to God, I mean, it's only little, the poor thing. Anyway, I, I, <laughs> it wasn't my son either, by the way, any of my sons. But anyway, I, I said to the Lord, I can't do this. I can't love him. I just can't. You're going to have to do it for me. And one day, I remember the time I looked at him and I loved him. And he got into an awful lot of, awful lot of trouble, this kid, but I still loved him. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. So any weakness that you have in your life, you ask the Holy Spirit, help me, transform me, because he will transform your weaknesses into strengths and those strengths will witness to his presence in the world. Amen. That was Anne Branson with The Holy Spirit is Real. For more from the Immaculata Mission School, visit cradio.org.au.